We're here November 1st, the week eight Packers review of that disappointing loss to the Vikings just now, 28 to 22. It's 324. We're doing this right before the afternoon session. Instant reaction time. So quick review of the game. Try to make this as right now as spark notes as possible. Packers come out, the ball first, um, scored again in the first possession. They've done that now all seven games this season. Um, the weather today is a huge concern for the Packers, at least in my opinion. I don't want to blame it, you know, entirely on Mother Nature, but that for sure helped the Minnesota Vikings team um, heal with the DBs that they had out today. That helps them as in the Packers couldn't really put the ball downfield, had to keep everything short underneath. That plays to the advantage of the weaknesses. Or sorry, that helps out that the weaknesses that the Vikings had coming into this game. So Packers score first drive. Um, nice possession of uh, defense comes on the field. Vikings score right away. Um, so those first two possessions ate up um, the entire first quarter. So there's only really four drives in the entire first half. The Packers had that third possession, the fifth one total towards the end of the first half. That was about 20 seconds left. Just took a knee. Packers couldn't stop anyone on the ground. Defensive line. The linebackers were nowhere to be seen in the ground game. So halftime at 14-14. So you think we, we go into halftime, we make some adjustments to that ground game. Cousins wasn't, you know, torching us in the air. The receivers weren't on the Viking standpoint. They weren't, you know, making us miserable. We didn't really have to adjust to that. But the ground game, down Cook, the offensive line, just having their way, doing anything they want to us. You would think at halftime that would be the point where we come in and something turns around. For the second half, but no, the Vikings had a huge error on the opening kickoff for the second half. I don't know what the return man is doing. I'm not sure his name at this current point. I don't have the stat in front of me, but he just kind of plays the ball like he's trying to down it inside the five-yard line, then picks it up last second, and Vikings have the ball around their 15-yard line to start that first drive. Doesn't matter, though. First play, Dalvin Cook, 37 yards. A few plays later, Vikings touchdown. Uh, the one that hurt the most was the third and long that we ended up having to, third and seventh, third and eighth. Um, Chad Beebe is left wide open. No one's within 10 yards of him in coverage or playing man. No one's with, no one's even near him. He just runs a quick drag over the middle and catches that about three yards past line of scrimmage and just runs it for another 10 yards and gets towards the sideline, picks up an easy first down. If I can score a touchdown after that, later on, we get a couple holds on a drive, gives us a first and 30. And with the wind was today, that's, you know, that's essentially a drive killer. I mean, I, I guess any day, a first and 30 is a drive killer. But when you really can't get the ball down the field, first 30, not too much you can do. Punt the ball away. Um, you know, you blink your eyes and the Vikings do a quick little screen. The Dalvin Cook, they get down the field, a few more runs, and we're down 28-14. Um, Packers, you know, the offense – for only having 14 or 22 points, sorry, for only having 22 points at that point, 14, still played mildly well. Um, the game was quick. There weren't that many possessions. Um, but at that point, we have that huge overturned DPI call um, with Robert Tunyon. That's a game changer right there. Ball turnover on downs. And at that, close, at that point, pretty close to a dagger. Obviously, that chance at the end. That's future where we don't get any points. And then towards the end, uh, they obviously didn't have enough time to come back. Delay call on Rodgers. Disappointing from, in my opinion, I don't like to blame the refs. 
I'm not a guy who comes out and blames the rest. You know, it's not, I don't think that's, they're working for a team either way, but that DPI call just killed us right there. Maybe some question of holding calls. Obviously we couldn't stop anything on the ground. And that's the main thing from this game. Um, but those things, just, you know, they take a team out of the game. It's a momentum killer, and it's hard to come back from that, especially morale-wise. But, Stevens, what's your quick recap on this game? Um, first of all, the offense, I thought the offense actually looked pretty good without Aaron Jones and Bakhtiari. Um, you know, Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon played a pretty good football game. They both, you know, kind of playing off each other and looked pretty effective. You know, we scored on both drives in the first half. Problem is, only had two drives the first half. Um, the return of Tyler Irvin added that element back to the offense that we've been missing for a few weeks. Um, that's that's a lot bigger than than you, than you give it credit for because you know that adds a whole other element that they weren't really using while he was out. Uh, the offense, you know, it 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 looked pretty good today. Uh, Devonte Devonte had another big time game. He's just been lights out this year. But after that, it looked a little rough for the receivers. You know, Equinemius St. Brown, he did not have a good day. Uh, I'm surprised he's still getting as many snaps as he is. I'd, I'd really like to start seeing a little more uh, Malik, Malik Taylor in there, maybe even a little more Darius Shepard because, you know, EQ, I like EQ. The talent's there, but he is just – he he's – just a little lost out there right now. Just not, he's not catching the ball either. That's kind of the biggest thing. And you're not catching the ball. That's, that's going to get you, that's going to get you on the bench real quick. And then uh, MVS actually had a nice play. I think it was a third and eight. He had a big contested catch. It's good to see him. That's, that's, that's something usually he doesn't come down with. So that was, that was about it for him all day though. Other than that jet sweep. But it was nice to see him make make a play there in a big in a very big situation. Uh, the line line held up very well. Uh, had a good day at, at the line. I mean, Vikings don't have much for a pass rush, but it it, it was it was a good day for the line, and I, I really have no complaints there. Some bad holds at inopportune times. Mercedes Lewis had a few a few holds. It's unlike him. And then uh, the tight ends, Tanyan. Tunyon and Sternberger both played pretty well. Uh, that one, that one play over the middle for Sternberger. If Rogers hits him, he's probably getting 30, 30 plus yards. He might score there. He had a lot of room to work. If he makes that safety miss, I think it was Harris. He makes that safety miss. He's probably going in the end zone. Then on the defensive side of the ball, um, I've been a big, big supporter of Patton. I've been defending him for feels like a long time. Uh, the game plan just wasn't very good. I, I didn't like it. You know, they the, the Vikings and Cook weren't seeing a lot of stacked boxes, and that was the problem. You know, the, it seemed like the more and more Cook gashed us, the, le- the less players in the box we were seeing. Taking big guys off the field in favor for, you know, nickel and dime looks. It was just, I almost want to say, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because... When when we finally started stacking the box in the fourth quarter, we were stopping them. What a surprise. You know, I I was banging on the tail for that all game, and he just wouldn't give it to us, and then he finally did when it was too late. So as much as I've been a supporter of Petten, 
he had a rough game out there. He he did not call a good game on the defensive side of the ball, and it was it was extremely frustrating. As for the some of the players on the defense, uh, Jair and Jackson, I thought they played pretty well uh, for the conditions. They had that one drive where, you know, I think Jair had a defensive had a DPI, and then Jackson had one in the end zone. Uh, on Josh Jackson's pass interference on Thielen in the end zone, he didn't need to be grabbing him. He was right there in coverage. He was positioned well. It was going to be a hard throw for Cousins to make, and he got too grabby, and and it ended up giving him first and goal. Would it would have been fourth down, and that that really hurt. Um, as for the the front seven, Chris Barnes struggling a little out there, the undrafted rookie, but Kamal Martin. He took another step in the right direction. He looked very effective. I hope we start seeing more and more of him as the season goes on. Um, Preston Smith, I said last week he was showing flashes. Looked like he was going to start turning a corner here. He was basically invisible today. He was getting blocked by tight ends. He wasn't setting an edge. He was just he he had a really rough game, and it was it was it was tough to watch. Um, I was hoping we were going to start seeing more of Sean Gary because Gary had some flashes in this game, but it seemed like they just were kind of leaving leaving Preston out there, and he he just bought he was getting pushed around. It, it was tough to watch, but yeah, that's basically my initial thoughts from this one. Yeah, you you actually took the Preston Smith just getting you know, taken out of the plays by tight ends right out of my mouth. Same thing with ESB. He's got to come down with those two catches. I mean, yeah, are they difficult catches? Of course, but you're an NFL wide receiver. Those are in your hands. He had possession on that uh, first one. Um, it was a diving catch. He had the possession. The ball bounces out after he makes contact with the turf. That one hurts, obviously. And then the play right after, I don't remember if it was right after, but near after that, the one in the end zone, he should have had that ball. And those are, those are, those are just killer. Um, you're See, not going to find yourself either, back on the field when you can't bring those balls down. In either one of those, he comes down with either of those. I think they're considered a great catch. So it's not like it's a terrible, terrible drop, but it's still something you expect a guy like him to come down with. Simple as that. Like, I wouldn't expect MVS to make either of those catches. But Equinemius, he's kind of that type of guy where he, you expect him to come down with that. I'll put it this way. I think Lazard probably catches one if not both of those. It's just something you get your hands on. It's, it's just something I feel like you got to come down with. But like you're saying about Pettin, it just felt very NFC Championship game against the 49ers just right there with the just, just the stubbornness to not switch up the game plan and stop the run. He's He stated he's a pass-first guy in defense, which is understandable, especially we're, we're in a pass a very pass-heavy league these days, but the way that they were just torching us on the ground, when, when is enough enough? Yeah, it's just, just like it, you, you took the words out of my mouth. He was being stubborn. And, you know, when you're not adjusting, which is, you know, something Patton's actually done a pretty good job in his tenure with the Packers. He's adjusted well, and as the game goes on, our defenses have gotten better. But today it was just like basically – banging your head against a brick wall and over and over and just not not learning from mistakes. It, it was very frustrating. 
Although one player I, I want to bring up that did not play today was Raven Green. Um, Raven Green, he's not a super dynamic player, but he is a tackling machine, good form tackler, always around the ball. He's someone they missed out there today. They had to use a lot of Will Redman and Amos and even sometimes Savage in a spot, and none of those guys were really taking great angles to the football. Um, Savage is starting to concern me a little bit. I really need to start seeing more from him. Uh, Amos had a few plays, a few big plays when it mattered, so I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in this game. But, yeah, it hurt not having Raven Green out there. Not not a big-time player, but a good role, role piece, and this defense was hurting without him. A quick other wrap-up notes just on my end. Um, just a play that I didn't – I mean, it ended up not hurting in the long run. It didn't really matter in the long run. But just that uh, point after, after the Vikings scored that fourth touchdown, I felt like that ball should have been blocked. We had um, our guys coming off the edge like this kind of hung out there and just let it happen. It was a bad snap to where we had that extra fraction of a second to get there. I mean, obviously, either way, we don't go for two then. We're still down by – uh, six regardless, we make it 27-21 instead of 28-22. But the effort there, the urgency in the fourth quarter was killing me. You do, you're down two scores. You can't throw the ball too far down the field. You're not going to be accurate throwing the ball down the field with this weather, the wind that was going on today. And just there wasn't urgency to get that next play off. And you can't obviously blame the players for that because they're not the ones who are calling the plays. They're waiting for that to get called in. But what is taking so long? You've got these all scripted. You've got a huge card that's got every single situation possible. Why is it taking so long? Why are we wasting our fourth quarter knocking these plays in? It just That's something that just doesn't make any sense to me. We can't just sit there in the fourth quarter and we're down multiple scores, watching that clock take on by, especially in a game where we haven't, at this point, made the Vikings punt once. We haven't stopped them on the ground yet. Why are we taking so much time? In between plays, it's something that bothers me. It's a small thing. Get the ball, get the play call in, get the line set so we can get this play off and just keep on giving ourselves a chance to win. Yeah, I could go on all day about the tempo of this offense. It's something I've been, I've been very frustrated with since even the McCarthy days, and I thought it was a McCarthy issue, and it's pretty obvious now that it isn't. Um, however, I don't hate that last drive. You know that played a ton. Tunyon when uh, over on the sideline, if he ends up getting out of bounds that play, you know, that's a whole different ball game. We got a good opportunity to be going and thrown into the end zone a few times. Uh, but he got tackled right right next to the sideline on a contested catch. I think if Rodgers zips that ball to him instead of floating it, he has a better chance to, you know, to get out of bounds because he won't have to go up and fight for it. So maybe a little bit late on Rodgers' part, but, you know, it just – it it kind of fell apart after that because that took so much time to get the ball set. It seemed like every ref on the field had to touch the ball before they could put it down. I don't know what that was about. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was very, very frustrating. But you know what? Didn't play terrible. Didn't play terrible, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So could have been a lot worse. Yeah, that's, that's not specifically a drive I was really talking about with the urgency. Um, yeah, that play at uh, Tunning kill us but I think that burned like exactly 20 seconds off but the previous drives leading up to that point we could have given ourselves more time left to come back and score we're gonna have to rush as much 
But I also just want to reiterate, you know, the weather didn't help us um, game plan wise or matchup wise. The refs didn't help us. I think a lot of people agree with that. But ultimately, I'm never going to go out unless it's just absolutely dreadful throughout the game. I'm never going to really put the blame on the weather or the officials. Um, there's still the weather winning is going for both teams, but matchup wise in favor of us. Um, and then the refs, I mean, unless it's pretty blatant that we're kind of getting hosed, I'm not going to put it on them. Ultimately, the rush defense killed us. Um, and I don't think we put ourselves in a good enough position to win that game in the fourth quarter. But those are my final notes. I think I got everything else that I want to say off the top of the head, essentially. You know, give us some more time to go back and look at some things we may have missed, some stats we may have come up later to reiterate some points. But do you have anything else, Goat? Uh, no, that's about it. I just want – I like to reiterate, basically, some some nice play from some of the young guys today. A.J. Dillon, he looked like he can really play. Um, Sternberger looks on the on the rise here. Uh, Kamal Martin, he like I was saying before, he, he's a player. He's someone when we get comfortable. He might even be better than Barnes. We might start to see him taking time away from Barnes, and we might see Martin and, you know, Raven Green or – some kind of combination of safeties on the field and less less Barnes. Or maybe they'll give him the opportunity to move Barnes back over to the Will spot where he was much more effective early in the season. But, yeah, Kamal Martin, he's really, really, really a lot of fun to watch. He had, he had a great game, just like a few other young guys. So there was, there was, there was some good signs today, you know. Still 5-2, and two. Uh, looking good. Need Got a quick week coming up, though. Gonna have to be ready to play San Francisco on Thursday night, so we'll we'll see if they come in with that same approach on defense. If so, I mean Niners might run for two hundred yards on us. So hopefully, hopefully they look at the tape and review and figure out a better plan. Yeah, I agree with you. What you kind of said earlier. I mean, the offense looked fine. You know, you're know, gonna look at that score. You know, the, that comes off the bottom tick of your screen. You see they only scored twenty two points, but that doesn't really describe the whole game. Obviously, just looking at the number right there, a couple drops, maybe a missed or picked up penalty call away from scoring potentially maybe 35 points. We don't know. Obviously, that didn't happen. But the offensive side of the ball, also without Aaron Jones, back to already, that's to me, that's not concerning. It won't be concerning for as long as we keep on dodging the injury bug and get these guys back on the field. But like you said, short week to prepare, only a few days to get ready to go to what seems has been our kryptonite the past few seasons playing at the 49ers on that Thursday night matchup. So that's all from me. Go, do you have any last comments you'd like to make? I uh, know it's going to be a big test this Thursday. Looking forward to it. All right, so we're going to tune in this Bears-Saints game and see how that goes. We hope Sweepy is uh, enjoying himself, and we'll talk to him later. We'll get him on later for his review of the game, and we'll also be joining in, talk about a little more of the lines and Vikings standpoint later. But until then... We will see you later.